Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Pastor J.D.'s message to Christians is to get people to Jesus and Jesus to people as quickly as possible. Now isn't the time to be quiet or careful. People are dying all around us and we have the answer to life. Jesus Christ is their only hope during these bewildering times and more importantly for their future eternities. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on June 13th, 2021. So let's just say that everything's going to be okay. And everybody's going to get the jab. And there's going to be no more COVID-19 anymore. And happy days are here. The absurdity of that. The absurdity of that. Last Wednesday, USA Today published a report about how 178 healthcare workers were suspended from a Houston Methodist hospital system for refusing the so-called COVID-19 vaccination. Here's a quote from the report. Scores of workers at a Houston hospital system have been suspended and face being fired for refusing the COVID-19 vaccination a controversial company mandate that has drawn protests and an outcry from those facing termination. So wait a minute, if I don't take whatever this is, I can't go to work? Yeah. Well, if I can't go to work, then how am I going to earn a living? And if I can't earn a living, how am I going to buy groceries? And if I'm a business owner and I refuse this, then that means I can't sell my products and services without this. Is that, is that what this means? Yeah. Hmm. Now, for those thinking that a religious exemption will work for keeping you at work, without getting the jab. That may work for some and or for some time. However, not for this online member. Pictured here is a portion of a letter he sent me. I have permission to share it. He received it from his employer in response to his request for a religious exemption. 
Here's what the letter said in part. Thank you for your recent religious accommodation request. After an individual and careful review of your request, we regret to inform you that we will not be able to accommodate your request to remain unvaccinated against COVID-19 while fulfilling the essential functions and duties of your job. We believe that the health and welfare of our team members, residents, and visitors is our top priority. After thorough consideration and engaging in the interactive process, your accommodation request has been denied because accommodating your religious accommodation request to remain unvaccinated for COVID-19 would create an undue hardship on our organization, as it, one, elevates the direct threat associated with a COVID-19 outbreak at a community. Two, reduces the desirability for residents to select our facility. Three, requires significant additional expense and difficulty in providing additional personal protective equipment, PPE, such as masks, as well as regular testing for unvaccinated personnel. As a valued team member, we ask you to reconsider becoming vaccinated prior to July 31st in accordance with our updated conditions of employment that were communicated this spring. For additional information related to the COVID-19 vaccination, please visit the websites for the following organizations. One, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC. Two, National Institute of Health, NIH. Three, World Health Organization, WHO. Four, Food and Drug Administration, FDA. If you need support in scheduling your vaccination, please contact the HR team member support. And then they conclude the letter by listing the phone number and email address to do so. It's for this and many other reasons that it may just be a matter of time before having some form of a digital then biometric ID becomes mandatory. In this biometric ID or mark, as it were, will be all a person's data and information, and more importantly, their vaccination verification. Without this, no one will be allowed access to that which only those who have it will have access to. And 
it's either already now in place or about to be shortly. Two days ago on Friday, the San Diego Union Tribune posted a report about how Governor Newsom is saying that a vaccination verification system is coming very shortly. (laughs) I'm sorry for laughing, but God, but God has told us in His Word not only what's coming very shortly, but who is coming very shortly, quickly. I love it in the book of Revelation. I love it in the book of Revelation. I love it in the book of Revelation. Did I tell you I love it in the book of Revelation? Well, I do. Because several times Jesus says, Behold, I come quickly. I love it. You want to know why? (laughs) So glad you asked. I'm going to tell you why. That word quickly in the original language of the Greek New Testament is tacos, not tacos, where we get our English word that we use for tachometer. It is a measurement of RPMs, revolutions per minute. The time is fixed, one minute. The tachometer, tachometer, is a measurement of the revolutions per minute. When Jesus says, behold, I come quickly, He's saying, I'm going to come at a time when things are revving up. They're not just revving up. They're blowing up, (laughs) and we're going up. This is a red line, and we are going up. Here's the bottom line. All the signs are now in place. You know like road signs, when you see a road sign, are they not there to alert you of what's coming ahead? Danger ahead, curve ahead, deer crossing. It's it's a warning sign of what's around the corner, what's coming ahead. That's what these are. These are signs of what's coming quickly, shortly. And we're told before it happens, Jesus says, so when you see it begin to happen, you'll believe. And believers will look up. Why? Because our redemption draws nigh. The purpose of these updates is to get Jesus to people, and people to Jesus as quickly as we possibly can. And the urgency is such that with all of these signs, signs of the image, the worship, and the mark of the beast being in place now, that means the rapture can happen at any time now. That's why we do these updates. 
That's why we end with the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of salvation found in the person of Jesus Christ. And it's also why we end with a childlike explanation, very simply, by way of the ABCs of salvation. If you'll just give me a couple more minutes, I want to go through this first. What is the gospel? The word gospel means good news. (laughs) Your debt has been paid. You're free. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Good news. Well, how did the Son set me free? Oh, the Apostle Paul, writing to the Corinthians in his first epistle, chapter 15, the first four verses says, here's how he did it. He came to earth as a man, and he was crucified, and he died for us. He was buried, and then he rose again on the third day. And to the Thessalonians, the Apostle Paul says, he's coming back one day. Good news. That's the good news. God has just so lovingly and gently taken away everything that you've put your trust in. It's all caved in and fallen apart. And He's done that because He loves you so much. Because now, because of that, you'll look to Him. I think He's doing that with this world, particularly this nation, by the way. What are the ABCs? Very simple, childlike explanation of salvation. It's not the only way, it's just a a way to explain how it is to be saved. This is how I came to Christ. First, the A, it's for acknowledge or admit. There's this acknowledging, this admitting that I have sinned. I need the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must all be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23 I see it like this. It, it packages first the bad news with the good news. What's the bad news? Oh, the bad news is the wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. We've all been sentenced to death because all have sinned. That's the bad news. That's pretty bad, actually. <laughs> you ready for the good news? The good news is the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Key words, wages, gift, diametrically opposed one from the other. Wages are earned, a gift is received. You with me? This is a gift. Good news, here's a gift. Oh, who paid for it? Jesus did. What did it cost? Everything his life. He purchased me and offers to me this gift to me because of his love for me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, 
that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish in hell for all eternity, but would have everlasting life for all eternity. You know how long everlasting life is? Everlasting. Can you just even begin to wrap your mind around that? We're going to live forever. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, and that God raised Him from the dead. This is Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And then the C lastly is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans ten thirteen seals the deal. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It's that simple. It's that simple. We've been doing these ABCs of salvation for I think over three years now, every week. And you know, people are getting saved. <laughs> Imagine that. That's how simple it is. You mean that's all I got to do? Yeah. I don't have to become a member? No. We don't actually even have a membership at this church. It reminds me of a story that's told of a lady that wanted to become a member of this church. And so she asked the elders, you know, I, I want to become a member. What do I need to do? Oh, okay, first thing you need to do is you have this 12-week course, and then once you've completed that course, come back and, and let me know. So she completes this 12-week course, goes back to the elder all excited. Okay, I've, I've completed the course. Now what do I need to do to be, become a member of this church? And then the elder says, okay, now we have this other uh, application process that you need to go through, and then there's going to be an interview process, and then after that, come and see me. So she goes through that process, comes back to the elder. The elder says, okay, great, now. And then he goes on to list all of these other things that she needs to do to become a member of this church. And she's just devastated, starts crying, leaves, goes, sits down on a park bench, starts praying, Lord, I just wanted to be a member of the church. The Lord responded to her and said, Oh, my, my dearly beloved, let not your heart be troubled. I haven't been able to get into that church for years. <laughs> Last week we announced that my dear friends Jim and Chris Cote of the Master's Touch have a new ABCs of Salvation mailer that you can have mailed to loved ones at no cost to you. If on our website you select the ABCs at the top of the menu bar, and then the Send Postcard tab, 
it will take you to this 5x7 postcard that will be mailed up to five people that you enter addresses for. On the front, it will say, the most important decision of your life. Now, of course, the presupposition is, is that we're talking about vaccinations. Well, we kind of are, but when you turn it over on the back, it says, is eternal life. And it's as simple as ABC. So when you scroll down, you can enter up to five names and addresses that you want this sent out to. And just the ones we know of that have emailed or contacted us to let us know that they went out to their mailbox one day, and here's this card. By the way, it's anonymous, so you know that. They don't know it's you. They think it's me. So, but he said, I went out to the mailbox and I found your card in my mailbox. And I, I gave my life to Christ because I had been searching. And just the night before I cried out to God, I said, if you're real, reveal yourself to me. Boom. Never underestimate what God is able to do. So I hope you'll avail yourself of that. I do want to say lastly again, the urgency is the likes of which we've never seen before and will likely never ever see again. We are living in the last moment of world history as we know it, and Bible prophecy tells us exactly what the time of the end is going to look like. And as you look around, you see the entire world today exactly as God said it would be. Then there's only one conclusion that can be drawn, and that conclusion is that Jesus is coming, and the rapture of the church is imminent. And I pray that anyone that's here today or watching online, how do I say this without, don't be left behind. Because if you are, you will enter into the last seven years of human history, and it will be unspeakable horror. And for any who might say, well, you know, I'll just be one of those tribulation saints. I won't accept the mark of the beast. I'll accept Jesus Christ. Really? I have a question for you, and then we'll close. What makes you think that in the seven-year tribulation you would be willing to die for Christ if prior to the seven-year tribulation you were unwilling to live for Christ? I'm going to leave that right there between you and the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you for the simplicity of the gospel. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. It is impossible for us, this side of glory, to even begin to thank you enough. Lord, we're going to have all eternity to thank you, to praise you, to worship you. Lord, thank you. And Lord, Maranatha, come quickly, in Jesus' name, amen. The Bible, though written long ago, is inspired by our Creator. 
God chose to speak his truth through ordinary men, but these men had their eyes fixed on their heavenly Father. Their words hold a great deal of meaning for us in our world today, and maybe more so in the times we're in. Much of the activity of this world is mirrored in the pages of the Bible and is pointing to a new era that we need to be aware of. In Pastor J.D.'s weekly Mideast Prophecy Updates, he's been searching the scriptures and the news headlines and sharing with us what he's found. You can access these updates by heading to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking on the YouTube link. Jesus will be returning to the earth soon to judge the evil that has been destroying it. And that return, friends, is drawing closer with each new day. Pastor J.D. tells us through these updates each week where we are in relation to Bible prophecy and how close our Savior's return just might be. No one knows the day or the hour this incredible event will take place, but we know from the Bible that we've been told what to expect in the moments leading up to this event. If we adopt a sense of anticipation in our daily walk with Jesus, we'll also gain with it an urgency to share the gospel message with the world around us. We're called to unashamedly boast about our Savior and plant the seed of hope which Jesus promises to water. Share Jesus with someone today and join us for another edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update right here on In Spirit and Truth.